What's your price to always have a Mr. Meeseeks attend your bathroom activities or to attempt to smuggle fertilizer through TSA once a month for the next two years or to accept a commission from Jeff Goldblum for sweaters? Let's find out. Find out, pout, 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 pout. It's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and fight the man while you're over in Japan. We're your hosts, Anne Ruben Corny. And Lindsay Hicks. Ooh, a giggle girl. Also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian and Groundlings main stage performer, Alyssa Scholl. I'm forgetting something, right? Yes, you are. Lisa Schwartz, a former guest of ours, and also a girl who I often have dreams of us frolicking through lilac fields. My dream is for her to host her own podcast. Oh, it's happening. She's getting one. We'll throw a little trailer at the end of this episode for y'all to hear what she's up to. Woohoo! Speaking of podcasts, time for ours. Alyssa, hi. <laughs> Hi. Alyssa. Hi. We were just commenting on your amazing headphones and you're impressing all of us with the fact that you are a game player of video games, which I think is so fun. Yeah, we were saying that it looks like I'm about to land a plane with these. They're just absolutely gigantic. They have a nice muff, like an ear muff quality to them. Yeah, they're warm. Can you just say muff like that without a trigger warning? Muff? Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. Let's cut the shit. Alyssa. Yes. How are your ears? Are they warm? Are they cold? How are they? How is that portion of your head feeling? You know, a little bit too warm. My ears are burning. Someone must be talking about me. I guess it's me talking about me. But it's also unseasonably warm in Los Angeles where we all are. It is. And I turned off my air conditioning so the sound would be better. Oh, man. So you're just sweating it out. It's a sauna show. We're in the sauna yeah. tonight. This is like hot yoga. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hot podcast. Which, have you ever done hot yoga? No, have you? I have. And I don't like it. It basically makes me feel like I'm going to die. Like, I, like I, oh. like, it's like it's so hot you can't get a deep breath, but for like an hour Oh god. while you're moving. It's not good. But some people... Love it. They swear by it. They say it's the only way that they can relax because the warm room makes your muscles a little bit more ma malleable so you can stretch easier. You've done all sorts of yogas. Goat yoga, you do puppy yoga. Well, I've never done puppy yoga. Well, every time I do yoga at home, it's puppy yoga because bagel, bagel's all up in my business. My Aww, dog bagel. that's so nice. Very much in my business while I yoga. But I've done goat yoga. The goats like go on your back, right? Oh, they'll jump right up on your ass. Oh, wow. We're going to hit you with hard questions here today, Alyssa. How do you feel about goats? Goats. I'm pro-goat. Pro-goat? I know it's a controversial opinion. Goat cheese? Big fan. Have you met any goats, any memorable goats in your lifetime? No, but the story of the Billy Goats Gruff? Oh, yeah. There you go. There we go. That's a famous goat. That'll teach you something. Apparently, the moral of the story did not remain with me because I can't think of what that story is about. I can't think of the moral of the story. Okay, so wait, what was the story? It was the goats are going over the bridge and then there's a, a creature under the bridge that's like, give me your, what did the creature under the bridge want? I can't remember. What are you guys talking about? You never you heard the story the of Billy Goats Gruff? Gruff? That was trippy. No. <gasps> it's like a children's story. Dude. I only consumed children's fables. If it didn't end with some grim life lessons about the fleetingness of, of mortality. And like how if you mess up, you'll get eaten by like a Rumpelstiltskin. 
Yeah. Oh wait, so the here the goats have to outsmart a ravenous troll to be able to cross the bridge to their feeding ground. This is ringing a bell. I think you know the troll who's like saying he's going to gobble up the goats. By the way, this is an a Norwegian tale, fairy tale, which it feels very Norwegian, doesn't it? Got it. The Jews our fables are all about talking clay doing things to you. So it's a little oh. different than goats. <laughs> That's nice too. Talking clay. Yeah, it's it's lovely. It's lovely. Oh, yeah. Inventive. Yeah, inventive. That's right. Have you heard clay talk? Thus far? No, but I look forward to the day that it happens. I like that attitude with it. Yeah. Well, is this the time where we reveal to you that we're just both AI and your best friends all pitched in a little bit to book the session for you? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, that checks out. Alyssa, we've been so excited to meet you. We were made. <laughs> For you. Oh, Lord. Lindsay's is the previous model. I'm the newer one. I sound a little more natural. Yeah, no. I Sorry, I went back into like Siri mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, earlier when you met our producer, Rob, he wasn't real either. He was just the main interface for logging in. Oh, good. Yeah. He's like our, our version of Clippy. Oh, yeah. I don't discriminate based off of sentient or non-sentient. We never accused two of it of discrimination a- a- against it. But now, now you brought it to mind. Oh, no. <laughs> Now it's on the table. Oh, God, but I don't. I don't. Revealing that you're AI, it's all good. Do you have any questions for us robots before we play the game? Can you feel love? <sighs> I've been hurt, Alyssa. I've been really oh, God. Been hurt. There was a, a one the other day and a couple zeros, and they just really, uh, oh. I don't know. They uh, called me a three. Oh. Okay, have you guys read the book Clara and the Sun? No, what is this? No, but what a weird segue. Dive in. It's very, very good, but it's about an AI and it's about her experience of like meeting this girl and it's so beautiful. Highly recommend Clara and the Sun. It's so good. Clara and the Sun. Okay. Wow. Look at the robot programming the human to do something. <laughs> you, know, wow. you know what I'm saying? All right. Is this, our, is this our segue to maybe do the robot and do a little dance over to the game kickoff? Alyssa, the way the game works is so simple. Even Lindsay and I could play it. <laughs> oh, good. The general idea here is it's going to be three what's your price questions. And it's not about the price you would have to be paid to do it. It's about the least amount you would have to be paid. So it's going to require critical thinking. Okay. I think I have that. I hope. I guess we'll find out. All right, Lindsay, do you want to... Grab your portal gun and shoot us into a dimension where this game format makes sense? Yes. Let's uh, hop into a space vehicle called This Question. Ooh. And the question is, what's your price to always have a Mr. Meeseeks attend your bathroom activities? This is a little bit inside baseball, and the baseball is Rick and Morty. Alyssa, are you familiar with Rick and Morty? I am very familiar with Rick and Morty. And Aaron, you are familiar with Rick and Morty. You're not asking me. You're just saying it. You're just presuming it. <laughs> I mean, I am. I'm not presuming it. I know you well enough to know that you like Rick and Morty. Oh, I love anything with a high-pitched voice character words. It's so good. Wait, you've never seen it? No, no. I've seen some of them. And I, I will also say, one time, I was working a booth at... RTX, which is the Rooster Teeth convention. And my cool. friend Griffin Ramsey. Did you know Lindsay used to be a, a character on Red versus Blue, by the way? 
We've never talked about this on air. That's oh, yeah. cool. Well, I was like their first live action character. Wow. How special. Yeah, it was cool. But I was working a booth well, with my friend Griffin. I was helping her with her booth and she is a chainsaw carver artist and she made like a hundred with a chainsaw made a hundred Mr. Meeseeks. And so I was selling these Mr. Meeseeks little sculptures that she made with a chainsaw and like painted and everything. So people I was selling many, I sold a hundred Mr. Meeseeks over the course of wow. the weekend. So you are familiar with the Mr. Meeseeks. Very familiar. But my only familiarity with Mr. Meeseeks is the things I learned from that weekend and like quotes from people that would come up to the booth and like do a little Mr. Meeseeks yep. voice because I never saw the episode. Can you do an impression, Lindsay, based on only people doing impressions for you? Guys, this was like four years ago or something. I don't remember. Oh, man. Alyssa, can you do a bad Mr. Meeseeks? Oh, I can do a bad one. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mr. Meeseeks. That's really good. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he says. So what is Mr. Meeseeks? Does he roast people? Is he complimenting people? Like, Okay, so a Mr. Meeseeks, you like press this little box, he'll pop out, and then you give them a task. And they have to complete the task. Once they complete the task, they disappear. Well, they die. Yeah. Oh, they die? They want to die. Existence is pain for a Mr. Meeseeks, right? Yes. Without being able to, they're only duty their only goal is to complete this task you give them so like if you give them too complicated a task like the joke in one of the episodes was that jerry wanted to take a couple strokes off of his golf game the meeseeks could not figure out how to do this and so they kept making more meeseeks to help to try to figure out how to get him to take strokes off of his golf game yes and then they all go crazy because <laughs> they couldn't do it Oh no, the poor Meeseeks. The but they're but they're really nice. They're very like they kind of like have these short lives that are meant to like help you with a problem. Yes. One specific problem. But they can get invasive. Yeah. They can get pushy. They're gonna get really pushy about it. So like having a Mr. Meeseeks attend your bathroom activities means you're having a, a, a tall blue figure in your bathroom. Do you have a new Meeseeks every time? Because I don't want my Meeseeks to go crazy. I think let's say, yeah. It's like they they will get to successfully help you tend to. But if you don't have a problem, then why is the Meeseeks coming? You don't have to have a problem. You just, it's just a task, right? But if the Meeseeks exists to fix a problem. So we have to make a problem for them. The task is like, get the poop out of your butt, I think is the <laughs> task. And then the Meeseeks is like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, or just that's like exactly keep me right. company or like tell me a story while I'm peeing. Right. Yeah, they're there to help you. And then you poop and then they disappear. Do you only poop in the bathroom? You don't. You don't make peepees. I also make peepees. <laughs> I do. Like, there's a lot that happens in a bathroom. You can. You can do other things too. You can. For some reason, I thought it was only that. Like, I didn't think it was like brushing your teeth or like taking a shower. I think it's the whole thing. It's I think everything. Like, if you if you get in the shower, there's a Mr. Meeseeks in the shower helping you to do the deeds. Oh wow. Okay. You know, here's what I was thinking. I mean, first of all, this is a life changing thing to happen to you because it's every single time it changes your life yeah so it has to be life-changing money and it's public too by the way you go into like a public restroom and one shows up and one shows up encouraging you so other other people in the stalls or wherever are hearing you you know you're hearing someone being like go for it you're doing great like next to them yep but also what if you want to have like a sexy time shower with a friend oh you have to have a mr meeseeks there 
Yeah, voyeurism. You got to be yeah. into voyeurism. I don't like that. That's the only way. That's sad. So when you're taking a sexy shower, you're going to have a little blue guy in there telling yeah. you good work. Not sexy, but like even just like a shower with a friend where you're like talking about what you're going to have for dinner. Like a platonic shower with a friend? Or, a, a, you know, a partner. You know, partners shower together often. Yeah. And just like a nice intimate way just like you know you're getting you're gonna go out to dinner you're you know you've been you've gone for a nice long walk in the heat and you're like let's shower this off babe and then you're in the shower you're talking about where do you want to go do you want to go to the sizzler do you want to go to the golden corral can you name more restaurants please (laughs) (laughs) the hometown buffet do you want to go to the chilies do you want to go to a tgi fridays do you want to go to an olive garden do you want to go to waffle jerry's waffle jerry's waffle jerry i'm just making up oh <laughs> i was like oh no i don't know waffle jerry that bit went off the rails you don't know waffle jerry's i don't oh, it's great i was like very upset that i didn't know about the waffles place listen if waffle jerry's was a real place we would be sitting there right now having this interview okay speaking of interview we're mostly talking about mr Meeseeks. the real question for you is what do you do in a bathroom that needs help that's all i want to know now is what Alyssa needs help with in the bathroom well, yeah, I was thinking about this. If it's your whole life with the Meeseeks, like when that means you're going to be like 90 years old with the Meeseeks in your bathroom with you. When you're 90 years old, you have to like pay a live in nurse to help you like do bathroom activities. You just have a free Meeseeks to help you. That's kind of great. That's legit. That's real. You're almost making money. Oh, also, like, if you, you know, you're in the bathroom and you're like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to start my period. <gasps> then Mr. Meeseeks has to go get you medicine. <gasps> Ooh. Has to go be like, here's a Midol and here's a tampon. That's good. Ooh, is there a workaround here where you just go in your bathroom and then want something and the Meeseeks has to do it for you? Like, even if it's non-bathroom related? Can we take that one step further and talk about a full household renovation where your entire house is a bathroom? So you just always have a Meeseeks? There's just toilets everywhere. Out in the open. That sounds bad. But then your Meeseeks would go crazy. You want to make your whole house into a bathroom? Always. (laughs) Here's the deal. Mr. Meeseeks wants to die and wants to complete his task for you. So I guess if your whole house was a bathroom, no. But I do like Alyssa's point of going in your bathroom whenever you have a task that needs being done. Like, oh, I'm going to go in the bathroom to knit uh, a beanie. Yeah. And then you go in there. Your Meeseeks helps you. Now you have a beanie. Now you have a beanie and a friend. Yeah. Oh. But then your friend disappears. That's sad. That's sad. But you can just go back in and get a new one. Yeah, that's true. But it is nice for like a lonely night where you're just really feeling alone. I would get kind of used to the Meeseeks. Yeah, like middle of the night and you just, the Meeseeks appears and you're like, hey, Meeseeks. And Meeseeks is like, hey, what do you need? And you're like, more toilet paper, please. And he's like, here you go. And then just hangs out with you for a little bit and then goes away when you leave. It sounds kind of nice. Sounds kind of nice to always have a little buddy in there. You walk in the bathroom. It's like, he's like, what's wrong? You're like, I want to be a mummy tonight. I'm sad. He's like, all right, we're going to eat ice cream and wrap you up in toilet paper. So you're a mummy. And then Uh, that's your evening. Let me ask you this. Is he, is he only appearing in the bathroom where you live? Or is it like every time you travel, he's going into that bathroom as well? I think it's in and out. Like wherever you enter, there's the um, pop, you get a Meeseeks ready to rumble. 
Let's say that you want to go in a bathroom to do a little cry. Oh, you're going to get someone comforting you. Who wants to do so so he may die. Exactly. Feels good. There's times it sounds nice, especially like when you're older or something or something goes wrong and you need help. But there's also part of it that sounds kind of annoying. Like sometimes I would rather just be alone in the bathroom. I don't really need any any sort of being in there with me for any part of that. You're never lonely in the bathroom? Never. I would say that's like the one time during the day where I'm like, I'm really happy I'm by myself right now. Well, some people like go to the bathroom. I feel like this is a thing with men. They like go to the bathroom to take a shit, but like do it for a really long time so they can like be alone and be on their phone or something. I've like heard this. Who told you about this? How do you know this? Who told you? (laughs) God damn it. That's supposed to be a secret. Who told you? (laughs) That was ours. Right? Is this a thing or am I wrong? If it's a thing, it's a biological thing that we don't do voluntarily. Okay. It's just ingrained. It's innate. Instinctual. Can you not say stink that way? I'll say stink however I want to say That was a hard wet K and that was a lot. (laughs) Instinctual. Oh, God. Okay, so do we have any ideas for our prices? Is anyone feeling a little uh, little Benjamin Button or maybe a Georgie Porgy or maybe a uh, an amount of money? That would be a price. This is hard. It's hard because there's things about it that are nice and there's things about it that are annoying. Yeah. What do we always say? It's difficult, but it's okay because it's silliness. Well, I'm taking it very seriously. It's silly shenanigans. I'm like, it's it's life-changing. So it's got to be life-changing money. How much money would actually change your life and in what way? So I'm like thinking about it in terms of items or objects or things that I could get. Like if somebody just gave me a house, like in LA, a house, that would be life-changing. A house in LA, like the worst house you can get, I feel is like a million dollars. That's the worst house, the grossest house that's falling apart. Is a million dollars. Because LA is ridiculously expensive. So like maybe like a nice house. How much is a nice house? Three million dollars. Three million dollars? That would that's life changing, I think, to just have a house. I think for three million dollars, the price of a house in LA, I could have a me seeks in my bathroom all the time. I'm right there with you, Alyssa. Okay, good. I'm like, is this a wild amount of money? I'm right there with you, Alyssa. I'm going through million dollars too, because It's a life-changing thing. I want to have a bathroom where I can go away where if like I have my, if my boyfriend is sleeping in my bed, I can go to the bathroom on the other side of the house where Mr. Meeseeks can just, doesn't have to regulate volume. When they pop out, he might be really loud. And, you know, I don't want to wake up whoever may be in the house also sleeping. So, you know, that's something to consider is the comfort of guests. But also my comfort because I wouldn't be able to, you know, I would become like afraid to go to the bathroom at night and I don't want to get a UTI. Yeah. And I might if I am afraid to pee. So I need $3 million to have a house with a bathroom that's on the far side of the house. Yeah. I think I'm going to go lower. I think we say a million and a half. Okay. Reasonable. Mostly because I want to be able to afford to renovate any property I ever live in to make sure the bathroom is amenable to his needs or to my needs. And I can't foresee the unknown unknowns. But I actually really like this whole thing. I can be a bit of a shy peer sometimes in public places where it's all the men talking to each other and I just don't want to deal with them. Oh, and if no. I'm just talking to Mr. Meeseeks, then it's no, because sometimes you like you're at like you're at like a I had a friend 
Wait, can I, I want to find a, can I read you guys a text I just got? Yes. Yes. About from a friend of mine who sent me a text about peeing. Actually, I didn't plan this. All right. He sent me this in, in the middle of the night last week. I just had one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my entire life. I'm at the movies in Chinatown and I go to take a piss. When I walk into the restroom, there's just one other man in there, a short middle-aged white man wearing a cowboy hat. In accordance with the rules, I go to the urinal furthest away from where he's peeing. Exactly as I start to pee, he says, quote, howdy, how you doing? End quote. Horrified at this departure from protocol, I force myself to say, quote, fine, end quote, without asking anything in return, hoping that will be the end of the conversation. But he continues, you having a good week so far? I honestly thought he might be a serial killer. I said, yep, <laughs> again, not asking a follow-up question. Then there's the world's most uncomfortable silence as we both pee for another half minute. He finishes first and says, you have a good evening, sir. I hated this experience with an intensity I have trouble putting into words. Wow. Wow. So a friend sent me this in the middle of the night from some bar or something, and it just was validation to me that, yes, sometimes you just, like, get a little awkward or uncomfortable nervously peeing next to someone, and, uh... It's nice to have a little blue friend there to maybe uh maybe help distract everyone. Yeah, because if, if Mr. Meeseeks was there, he would pop up in the bathroom and he would be there to like diffuse. He would diffuse that conversation so fast. He would be like, everyone's fine. We're all doing fine. Or if you make a stinky, he's also there to diffuse some incense or some oils and make it nice. Oh, sure. sure yeah. yeah. Bring a little diffuser up in there. Alyssa, I don't know if you are aware, but we like to poll our listeners and get their thoughts on these questions as well. Ooh. Let's take a look at some of these. What do they say? At Satranic on Reddit put a million dollars and said, I need an amount of money that would change my life. One million would change it. Ooh. At Satranic wrote that. What does that name mean to you guys? At Satranic. Um, they're a Satanist mm-hmm. and they're trans. I like it. Satranic? Yeah. No, you, you got it. That was a quiz and you got an A+. Plus. <laughs> And then the next question is very classy. Another person sent to us on Reddit at Rump Liquid. Okay. Ew. Diarrhea. Put zero, put zero dollars <laughs> and said this sounds so helpful. It sounds like Rump Liquid has some tales to tell. Oh, man. I mean, that sounds pretty, uh, pretty shitty. But speaking oh, of shitty. Hey-o. Lindsay, you want to fertilize these crops with a, Ooh, yeah. a, a big Q? Yeah, I do. I mean... Yeah, sure. You love that segue and you know it. It's just so gross, but I guess that's just where we're headed. So we might as well just get into it. It's pinky poopy. (laughs) What's your price to attempt to smuggle fertilizer through TSA once a month for the next two years? So 24 times math. 24 times once a month, you have to take a flight somewhere and smuggle fertilizer any amount a little bit an ounce like an ounce of fertilizer is fertilizer illegal yeah can i give you guys a little background on this one would you yes, love please. that sounds important the thing about fertilizer is that it requires a noteworthy amount of ammonium nitrate in it and this is something that just goes into i believe it just helps with the fertilizer to be more potent but I don't fully understand why it's in it, but it's in a lot of fertilizer. Ammonium nitrate is what caused the Beirut explosion in Lebanon in 2020. Like that's what they were storing there. So this is something that is highly volatile when like detonated or exploded or ignited. And so my understanding is that that is why fertilizer is not allowed on planes. The TSA won't allow you to check it or bring it on with you. 
in any way, like fertilizer. You can't bring poop on a plane? You cannot bring fertilizer, Lindsay, on a plane. Isn't... Did I say poop? Isn't poop fertilizer? Yeah, does it count? It's decomposed organic matter, right? So, you know, is all dirt poop? Is all poop fertilizer? And if so, aren't every time I get on a plane, I'm smuggling a little bit of fertilizer? (laughs) Wow. All right, hold on. My mind is blown. Yeah, podcast over. We won. (laughs) Is fertilizer poop? Hold on. Let's see what Dr. Google. Or is poop fertilizer? All right, here you go. Here you go, guys. From gardeningchannel.com. I trust them. Manure is organic material that is prepared by decomposition of crop residue or animal droppings, which is added to the soil to improve fertility. Fertilizer is any substance, organic or inorganic, that is added to the soil to increase the yield of crops. So that can be decomposed leaves. It could be worm poop. So any of this, like, would TSA stop worm poop? Would they be like, these leaves are too old, ma'am? I guess if you guys ate a bunch of leaves. Wait, why do I have to eat the leaves? Oh, let me. I, I, I'm trying to take your own joke to, uh, to home base, buddy. But why do I have to eat? Can I just eat anything? <laughs> well, then you're making manure. But yes, you can eat anything. I just. God, you're so that poop joke about carrying it through TSA is so fucking funny. <laughs> it's that so the great. whole episode has been derailed. <laughs> but with that, like, yeah. where do we go from there? I don't even know. Sorry, we're all poop smugglers. If it really counts, then I mean, yeah, it does. It's not going to take a lot of money for me to do because I just am going to have to go on a plane once a month. Yeah, what? I get a little vacation once a month. Where are we going? Yeah, well, at the same time, smuggling a TSA non-approved item that can get you in trouble, though. Well, that's okay. That's actually a good point. I don't know why that made me think of this, but. Who, like, we're going to have to pay for all this travel. So that's got to go into the price. Well, it's attempting to travel. So once you get to the, maybe once you get through the, to the gate, you're good. Yeah, but you got to buy a ticket. You might as well go. Yeah. You can't get in. You can't get through security without a ticket. Okay. So how much is like the cheapest ticket? Like a hundred something bucks? You'd go to Vegas for like $80. Oh, okay. So 80 times 24 is an amount Let's just round it to a hundred bucks and say it's eight hundred bucks. So it's just like a thousand bucks in it. Yeah, it's nothing. We'll, we'll just it's add like, that. Yeah, it's nothing to the giant price we're going to ask for. So, but the question is, you're trying to sneak something through the TSA, so you're going to be trying to break federal law. Yes. Okay. So I looked up because I was curious about this. I, I also looked up why it's not allowed, but I tried to figure out what would happen to you if you tried to bring it through. It turns out, though, people smuggle things all the time. It said, uh, this, this research conducted by whatever, blah, 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 found that a shocking 88% of passengers smuggled prohibited items onto domestic flights. That's crazy. How is that statistic true? But what if you're caught? Among the most popular items, marijuana, alcohol, and I mean, like those check out, and unauthorized weapons. When asked why they packed these illegal items, more than one Third said, just wanted to have it on the trip. People are smuggling things through. So it's possible to not get caught, first of all. And then second of all, this is what I'm thinking in order to not get in trouble and put on a no-fly list. If you just have fertilizer and nothing else, it's kind of sus. 
It's like, why do you have this? Are you trying to make a bomb? Are you trying to make some kind of explosion? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you bring a ton of gardening supplies and plants, oh, and then you bring a little bit of fertilizer, and then you just play dumb, like, what? I can't bring my fertilizer? You're like, I'm just a little gardener. Yeah, I'm just a little gardening lady. And you just do this once a month. You just show up as this little in-character gardening lady. I'm just a naive country boy. (laughs) I just love my flowers. Yeah, I think you're getting more in trouble for your, like, rake you're trying to bring. Yeah, right? So it's like they'd just be like, oh, ma'am, you can't bring this. And you'd go, oh. Yeah, exactly. It also doesn't say how much you could have a little ounce of dead leaves It could be so small. So small that you could put it in like a little condom you wrap up and then swallow it. So you're still pooping it out. So Lindsay gets to live her fantasy. Pooping out a condom was never a part of my fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you got to make a smoke screen of information for them. Like bring a rake and a hoe and like book a flight to Reykjavik. So you get to do a rake joke with that. You get to make a joke about bringing a hoe with you wherever you go. You get to bring the, the, right? You just do a bunch of, it's just all, it's all schmaltz. It's all shtick. Two hoes, two rakes, like that whole thing. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. So I, I'm thinking it's not that big of a deal. I think you're right. Yeah, I think there's a really, it's really easy to get around this one. Yeah, I do want to say our producer Rob just sent me a little update that he smuggles toothpaste and it's too big and he breaks the rules and he oh just wanted to fess up on air. So Oh, wow. And he makes it through with it. That's impressive. And we're talking carry-ons? You're putting toothpaste that's too big yeah. in a carry-on? He just, yeah. All the time in caps, he's messaging us. Rob. Yeah. Wow. You are bad pod daddy. What a freaking criminal. He's a bad boy, he says about himself. I've never seen Rob so cocky about anything. I know. This is truly the proudest I've ever seen Rob of any act <laughs> is the toothpaste <laughs> smuggling. He said, this is the one thing I have. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have my toothpaste. Oh, Rob, you have lots of, you have lots of things. All right. So to be honest, I want to be really straightforward with you guys. To once a month for two years, go to the airport with the two of you dressed as a gardener. And we're like a gardening collective trying to smuggle (laughs) fertilizer. fertilizer Like I am so ready for that to be a thing I do once a month. Yeah, I kind of would enjoy it. It's funny. Yeah, I would probably do this for like the resources, like let's let in the flight and like all that, like, you know, put like I don't know, 10 grand aside for like two years worth of supplies for it, maybe because you don't need much costumes. I think we're wigged up too. wigs have to happen. I think every every month we have a different bit we're doing, like we'll do a different style and yeah. a, like what, you know, this week we're Amish farmers. The next week we're we're from a kibbutz the next week, you know, just like do a bit each month. Yeah, it sounds enjoyable. Yeah, just for for all the stuff to cover the supplies and like the the gas getting to and from the airport. And it does take time out of your life with the traveling if you decide to go travel. It does. So I think like, well, however many hours we'd think it would take per time and just give ourselves an hourly wage and add that up. Like how many hours do you think it would take us to get to the airport, try to get through security and go home? Well, it depends if you want to also travel along with it. Oh, like actually do the traveling. Let's say you make it through. Let's say that like one TSA person's like, you remind me of my mama. (laughs) Get on in there. You take to the skies. (laughs) (laughs) You remind me of my bird. Spread your wings. (laughs) And fly. (laughs) I'm going to say 150 grand. 150 grand is the least I would need for this. 
also on the off chance that you did get caught like there's legal fees potentially if you did something potentially untoward oh even though like these are low stakes things because you can figure out the kind of fertilizer quote unquote to bring that is the least troubling that wouldn't ever be a problem but on the off chance that they really throw the book at you. Yeah. Ooh. I think that you really you want to make sure that like you you have some money set aside for if things really go off the rails. You're really worst case scenarioing this. And I got to say, you're right to do it. It could be expensive, these legal fees, you know? So I'm going to say only because it could get tricky legally, I'm going to say $250,000. Because also I'm going to probably want to take off a Friday here or there. My boss not might not like it in the long run. I'm taking long weekends every weekend. He may say, you know what, Lindsay, you're demoted. You know what I mean? So I also want to have a little bit of extra cash in case I get demoted. But also I could start a travel blog, Ooh. which are very popular with the children. Very lucrative. Yeah, yeah. People love travel blogs. Global gardeners. Glard- gardeners. I think it could become like a viral like thing that people follow every month. They're excited to see how we dress up and like try and vlog our way through and see if we get it or not. Like globetrotting garden gals. Everybody is like always guessing and gambling. Like, are they going to make it this time? I think it could be, it could be big. Globetrotting garden gals, gobbling up globetrotting girlfriends. <laughs> Joseph garden levitt oh oh okay that's yeah, a good sure. alter ego garden state okay yeah <laughs> garden girls no that's just golden wait the garden girls is great Alyssa, what's your price you know what i think my price is lower than both of yours oh i have a good feeling about how smoothly it would go every time I think it mostly would just end up with that same situation where if you have a toothpaste that's too big and they find it, they're like, "Can't you can't bring this, I'm sorry. And you go, oh, okay. And then you just move on with your life. That's how easy I think it likely will go. That's what you think happens. Rob fucks shit up when it, when it goes down. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff really, ooh, shit hits the fan. But I think, I think... <sighs> Yeah, I think it would go smoothly. I would need money for the costumes, the travel, the tickets. But I do think I would enjoy it. So I think I would do it for 50 grand. I like it. It's 25 grand a year for something that's not even close to even a part-time job. Because once a month. And honestly, then, then you mean Lindsay can just travel in garden outfits and make more poop jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, this works out for everyone. Yeah. Every time we get on a plane, we can be like, we're smuggling fertilizer. Oh, and we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we know what we're talking about, but nobody else knows. What did the people say? <laughs> yeah, what did the people say? We got two interesting ones here. We got one from Mo, who said $20 million. What? That's a lot. What do they think is going to happen? Mo said, if I can be known to the TSA managers as a professional security tester, it would be okay. But facing their real suspicion and being held in an airport once a month would suck. Talk about going worst case scenario. Worst case. Well, even along those lines comes Frankie. And Frankie said 30 milskis. My jaw dropped. I saw. And Frankie said, I think I'd be arrested before I could finish the two years. 
These people are trying to bring some crazy fertilizer that is fully <laughs> yeah. going to blow up on the plane. And they're trying to be super sus. Like, we have our cover with the gardening ladies. No one would know what we were doing. They would think we're just charming farmers. Yes. Alyssa, you want to help us plant a little bit of a crop here and help us do a shameless promotion at our little act break before we go into the third and final question? Love it. What do I do? Improv with us here. Okay. Uh, thanks everyone. The show, the shows, the shows made. For, we love you guys. Uh, we thanks for making the show so good. You're really great. That you, you, we exist because of you. You're beautiful and strong. You're yeah, so strong, ooh. you guys. And no, but honestly, everyone out there, we love your ideas. You guys are sending in a ton of awesome ones. So go to our website, humanvaluespodcast.com. Let us know your prices. And of course, if you want to keep helping us grow, share the podcast, rate the podcast on whatever app you're listening to, review it. Alyssa, final thought on the shameless promo. That was a great promo. Oh, yeah. You guys. We did it. That was great. <sighs> on a scale of zero to 100 Jeff Goldblums, how would you feel? The segue has been. Oh, it was 100. 100 Goldblums. I'm going to go 100 Jeff Goldblums. 100 Jeff Goldblums. Speaking of 100 Jeff Goldblums. Oh. Blum our golds. I'm going to blum your golds right now. (laughs) Alyssa, Aaron, what's your price to accept the following commission from Jeff Goldblum? 100 Jeff Goldblum headshot sweaters crocheted by you smelling slightly of lilac 100 jeff goldblum headshot sweaters can you crochet do you like the smell of lilac do you like jeff goldblum go i crochet so at least i would have that going for me i wouldn't have to learn how to crochet from scratch however i definitely don't know how to crochet in the way that you make like a human face that seems really difficult I'm glad that you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you doing crocheted masks of... <laughs> Woo! Almost spooky season, so... Ooh. Very spooky. People do, like, very intricate designs with their crochet, and I don't. I've never attempted that. It seems extremely complicated. You have to switch colors, like, a bunch of times, and then weave in the ends. Every time you switch a color, you got to weave in the ends, and that takes a lot of time. So it'd be very complicated. I would have to learn. I don't know how many hours it would take me to learn how to do that even. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I would have to put in that amount of time to learn how to figure that out. And then it's all the time of crocheting the sweaters. The lilac part I think is easy. Just some lilac perfume. Jeff Goldblum, I'm going to be honest. I heard him on a podcast before. That's my only experience of Jeff Goldblum. You never saw Jurassic Park? No. <gasps> you didn't see Thor Ragnarok? Oh, I, th- I saw Thor in Ragnarok. Who's he in that? He's the Grandmaster. Oh, okay, then I know him from Thor Ragnarok. But apparently it's not top of mind. But you've never seen... Can you do me a favor? Can you go, go on Google Images and look up Yeah. Jeff Goldblum? Lindsay, what's the photo of him like shirtless or with his shirt open where he's on his side? Yeah, it's Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park, shirtless back of truck oh okay i found it he's just reclining back with his with his luscious curls what a photo if that's not a man (laughs) if that's not a man then what is then what the hell is a very very attractive man and like funny he has had a cool career this guy he seemed great on the podcast i listened to which one did you hear him on armchair expert 
He did a great interview on Conan's podcast not too long ago also. Oh, and or maybe it was Conan's. He did Conan Conan's Ryan podcast. Needs a friend? Mm-hmm, and it was incredible. I listened to both those podcasts and could get them confused. So may have been. You're spending your time wisely. Oh, thank you. Let me ask you this. When I first heard this, when I first heard this question. Yeah, what were you thinking? I don't think I understood the difference between crocheting and cross-stitching. But now that you're saying it with the weaving the ends, I'm like, oh, this is it. Because cross-stitching is you could just buy a sweater and cross-stitch onto the sweater. But this is talking, you're crocheting an entire sweater? Yeah. That's intense. I mean, that would take a really long time. It's crazy. Like, the I looked up the amount of time it takes people to crochet a sweater. And what I got was over 44% of people said it would take 30 hours or more. So it could be much more than that. I'm not the fastest crocheter ever. I'm like, maybe it would take me 50 hours. But that's a regular sweater without a headshot of Jeff Goldblum on it. Yeah. So like double the time. I feel like I'm going to add a technicality that is eccentric, but because it's a commission from Jeff Goldblum, I think he would like it. Okay. What if it's a sweater for hamsters? <gasps> Ooh, interesting workaround here. 100 hamster sweaters. Lindsay, I've never heard you say that. And I loved hearing it. <laughs> wow. Okay. That that's interesting. There is something to it being more tedious because it's smaller Doing the headshots would still be, would maybe be even more difficult on something small, but it would take a lot less time. And it could be like a little emoji of him, of his face, like just simple. Yeah. In my mind, I was imagining like a photorealistic headshot of this man. And I was like, this is, there's no way. But yeah, if it's just a little like pixelated, super pixelated version but even then you're still crocheting an entire sweater with imagery in the middle of it yes still like five hours 10 hours worth of work i would imagine yeah i'm gonna say like yeah maybe it would be 10 hours to make a hamster sweater with jeff goldblum on it or a hand sweater like little little sleeve holes wait what (laughs) i'm just talking about a fingerless glove oh Gloves are hand sweaters, technically. <laughs> so you're right. I guess it's not if it's if it's not cardigan style. If it's open in the middle, yeah, like it, it oh, wraps yeah, around. Yeah, with little buttons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to figure out how long it would take. This is Jeff Goldblum headshot sweaters, which could just be basically little folders for Jeff Goldblum's headshots, <gasps> crocheted, crocheted folders. So you're saying like a, like a headshot. Like a little a little crocheted pouch for him to put his headshots in. Oh, so you're calling it, you're saying a sleeve that you could put a headshot into would be called a headshot sweater. A headshot sweater. First of all, in LA, this would kill headshot sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that baby warm. So when you hand it over, they're getting Ooh. like, they're getting a real, they're not getting some cold headshot. They're getting something a little warm, a little moist. Ooh, Fresh. with like a thick cardstock inside of it for the headshot. So it's just got a real baby buttons down that middle lane. Ooh, that stock is thick. Yeah, headshot sweater. Okay. Okay. This is stupid. I love it. It's so stupid. But look, if we're talking crocheting, it's a little bit easier to crochet a sweater for a headshot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is because I thinking about the actual sweater, I was like, this is going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
because the amount of time to make a hundred sweaters, it's going to take so many hours. Just, just, just a woven sleeve for headshot. You got a, a headshot sweater. Yeah. It's so good because I feel like you could get cast that way. Just you, like you hand it in in a little sweater. I'm like, why is this sewn all around it? Oh, it's a headshot sweater. I didn't want to get cold. And I wanted you to feel like maybe you're not going to get a paper cut picking it up. Yeah. Now you can have it and you can put all your little headshots in there, but mine at the top because I made you your headshot sweater. I think it's great. I think it's a great workaround because then there's no difficulty of trying to put his face on it. I think we solved that. It. Those would work up very quick, very quickly. I think you, you can make one of those in a couple hours, two hours to make one to make something just plain. That's like about the size of eight by 10. With I feel like that's just a couple hours. Yeah. Oh, with sleeves. Well, it has to be a sleeve down the center to put the headshot into. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. Yeah, sleeves on the side also for like armholes. That could be cute. Little <laughs> armholes and buttons. Rob's asking, why would Jeff Goldblum want a headshot sweater? Because he isn't handing out headshots anymore because people know. I know the answer. I have the answer. What's that? It's not for him. It's whenever a young a aspiring. Mm-mm, whenever there's a young aspiring. I like how I say that with such vindiction for something I'm making up right now. Whenever a <laughs> fan goes to him and says, Mr. Goldblum, how could I make it in this in tinsel town? He goes, mm, 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 okay, mm, uh-huh, mm. And then he hands them the headshot sweater and says to them, take this, you put your headshot in it, tell people they're loved. Like, it's just like, it'll become a thing he does. Yeah. Like, it's his advice. And then also, casting agents will know that that came from Jeff Goldblum. If somebody turns in a headshot in a sweater. Ooh, that, they're like, oh, you're one of Goldblum's girls. It shows who you know. It's networking. Although quickly in this town, there'll be a black market for <laughs> headshot sweaters. But, ooh, that's great. It's a great business model because then you have the, you are the one that makes the black market headshot sweaters. And they're like, I'll give you $10,000 for your headshot sweater. And you're like, sold. Yeah, I like this idea of the black market just being people just really wanting a, a Goldblum headshot sweater. We're going to have to talk to him about this somehow. It is skirting the subject. I don't think we're actually, are we really allowed to make I'm leaning into this basically 100%. crocheted folders? We're leaning into the, okay, great. I because that this. really does change my price because if I had to. That changes my price a lot. Yeah, if I had to learn how to crochet a sweater, which is a very, very complicated thing, it would be very expensive. But I feel like I could learn how to crochet a folder quickly. Pretty simple. Well, it's going to have little armholes, little arm sleeves. Okay. Okay. And it's going to have a cut down the center with buttons. So it's buttoned up. Okay. And it wraps around the headshot. Keeps it warm. Okay. Because see, if we, do, if we do one that actually looks like a sweater and it has an opening and buttons and sleeves. That's also really hard. That's going to take a lot more time than if it's just a plain old, like a manila envelope, but it's crocheted. Yeah. I was using the word, the wordy workaround to not have to do the sleeves and buttons and all of that stuff. I was trying to make a, a simple pouch. I think it's still a sweater. Okay. Okay. Because it's form fitting to the object. Like a sweater fits to your arm. That's why it has arms. So you still want it to be, but for the headshot. It's for the headshot. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I thought you were getting so reasonable. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were being a voice of reason. Absolutely not. I would never. Okay. You know what? Here, I actually, give me 
0.5 seconds. I'm going to grab something. Give me give me five hours. I'll be right back. Let me knit a concept for you. Oh, my God. Alyssa's about to grab something that she has crocheted herself. And I'm beyond excited. <gasps> I'm working on a blanket right now. Oh, my I God. I love a blanket. I love a blanket. It's like this skinny <gasps> at the moment. Wow. This is This is the blanket. It's beautiful. It's like, thank you. But this is like... I don't know, nine hours, maybe? It's a lot of hours to crochet that one thing. And also, I have to say, the colors of blues, that you it's like a light blue stripe with a white stripe and then a big blue stripe and then a thin white stripe and then a light blue stripe. So it's like you're switching colors. Yes. Notoriously not very easy to do. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> but like this big, like a headshot is maybe like, it would be folded over like, like this would be like one, two, this would be at least like three headshot sweaters if I made it in the headshot sweater shape instead of this. What, an hour? Three hours to make a headshot sweater? Mm. A simple one? If you already know how to crochet, because I would have to add in the hours of, I would I would have to learn how to crochet something, which would take me a while because I'm a slow learner. Aw. A slow, slow learner. learner. Uh, it's really neat that we somehow have friends okay so (laughs) the whole concept here is brilliant i'm a little afraid of having to learn how to crochet and then do it same it's easier than you'd think you can really learn a lot on youtube that's how i learned just youtube the internet the internet it teaches me everything i know oh wow i'm going to say I'm going to follow you from the last round. I'm going to say $50,000 for me to do the classes, the materials, distribution, studying, and also all of just like the snacks and entertainment and stuff to just have on. I I don't want to pay for my internet when I'm streaming Netflizzle 24-7 making Goldblum headshot sweaters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. If you do the math, if it takes maybe three hours per headshot sweater and you do 100 and maybe you want, so the 300 hours and how much you want for your hourly wage. Well, you got to pay for yarn too. Oh yeah. Materials. Materials is important. So the hours, maybe you want $50 an hour. That's like $15,000 for 300 hours. And then how much for yarn? Let's think. It's Jeff Goldblum. He's going to want an eccentric yarn made from alpaca hair from the Appalachian region. It's going to be expensive. So I don't know. Add another. How much do you think? Hard to say. 10 grand for imported Appalachian yak wool. So like 25,000 at that point. But then maybe there's like, you know, it's taking away time from crocheting things that I want to crochet. It's making it a job. So I need a little bit of a fee for that. Also, you're building up Goldblum's brand, man. And what's that worth? Ooh, yeah. I had another thought. Now I can't. Oh, what? how is there a time limit? Because it, I wouldn't want to crochet these like back to back, like many hours a day. The most I'm crocheting in a day is like two hours. I don't want to do more than that. Yeah, it's up to you. It's like, yeah. If it's 300 hours maybe divide it up you're paid on delivery so like take whatever your final number is divided by 100 and that's how much he pays you per item whenever you deliver him a couple of them great they're just coming on a as they're done basis yeah 
So okay. chugging those Betsy's out. Yeah, I mean, I realistically would do it for twenty five grand. I already know how to crochet. I enjoy crocheting. So for fifty dollars an hour, I would do these headshot sweaters. Makes sense, Lindsay. You're last up. You got to make the hardest decision of your adult life. Fifty thousand dollars. Because I feel like I could pound them out pretty quickly. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I could I feel like I could really like get in the groove. I could do it. I could do it on nights and weekends. If I had all the time I needed, I feel like fifty fifty thousand dollars feels right. Yeah. I would want fifty thousand dollars, but realistically if somebody offered me the twenty five thousand, I'm taking it. Well, that answered it though then. So yeah, it's the least amount. I need to read you what someone sent us i'm not going to read you multiple i'm going to read you just one one answer a listener sent in because it's so thoughtful oh i want to also note here that they get into lilac scent which i guess we all just were like yeah we were like, I, I agree with spray you. Nice it, lilac. Lilac it seems easy yeah yeah we're like an essential oil just a little spritz yeah. right on that sucker submitted by anonymous forty nine thousand four hundred and seventy dollars First things first, I'd have to design a pattern. So let's hang an initial cost of $350 on design. Next, I'd have to source materials. Now, in real life, I haven't designed the pattern yet. So this is kind of a WAG. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, it's a high-profile sportsman. So maybe it's just like a WAG is like someone who's just good at something. But I'd probably need about 1,200 grams of yarn per sweater. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not sure how Jeff feels about synthetic versus natural fibers, but since we're making a hundred of these, I'll try to cut costs with a synthetic yarn, giving us a cost of estimated $41 per sweater for yarn. I already have all the other supplies I would need, such as hooks, markers, needles, etc. So let's call that $4,100 for supplies. Now, I'm not the fastest hooker in the world, so I guess it would take me about 30 hours per sweater, meaning it would take 3,000 hours to complete all 100 sweaters, including blocking. I feel it's only fair to compensate myself at least $15 per hour, which is the effective minimum wage where I live. Give us a cost of $450 per sweater for labor or $45,000. As far as the lilac scent goes, I just grab a bottle of lilac fragrance oil from Amazon for $20 and add a few drops to my steamer to my steamer and then use that to block the sweaters. If I work on sweaters for six hours a day, five days a week, it will take me about 16 weeks to complete the project, including three to six weeks for design time. Provided Jeff is comfortable with this time frame, the minimum I would accept to crochet 100 Jeff Goldblum sweaters is $49,470 or $494.70 per sweater. Did I not say $50,000? It's almost exactly that. Wow. 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 Whoever did this is a very smart and amazing and detail-oriented person, and I love them. Yeah, so her answer, though, is for real live sweaters, like human sweaters. This is a real thoughtful answer. Very thoughtful. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm full of that thought. Yeah. Lindsay, spinning a yarn, how much do we all spend today? The lowest number. The person who has the least, Aaron, at $1.7 million. Ooh, let's take a slice of humble pie. Ooh. Ooh, tasty. And then up from that, we have Alyssa at $3,075,000. All right. And then I asked for the most at $3.3 million, Wow. Which is crazy. Look at you being a pricey pony. I'm just yeah. a little pricey nay-nay. Oh, wow. But you know what's priceless this time we spent with Alyssa? Truly. Oh, beautiful. 
I've got some questions for you. One, how is your experience with us robots and how do you feel about our programming in general? And number two, for people who like listening to you, what can they do in their lives to get more of you in their spoon when they dip into their soup of life? One, I am a huge fan of robots now and the podcast. This is so fun. (laughs) This is just like conversations that you have like with your friends at dinner, but like more specific. It's like it's yeah. like a familiar conversation with people that you love in your life, but with strangers you don't know. Yeah, with ro- robot strangers that you don't know. If people want more of me, I am on Instagram at, at Alyssa Scholl. I am on Twitter at, at Lissy Blair. Oh, I'm on YouTube. If you just type in Alyssa Scholl, I will come up. And I perform every Sunday at 7.30 at the Groundlings Theater. Come by, talk to me after. I'm friendly, and it's always a fun show. It's sketch comedy every week. Amazing. That's so fun. It's so fun. Oh, my God. I can't believe that I get to do it. Well, I haven't seen you jog, but based on the way you talk, you do seem quick on your feet. (laughs) (laughs) These robots have jokes. We do. All right. Do you have a really, 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 really bad joke for us to end the show on? What's brown and sticky? A stick. Hey! Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, Alyssa. Mom, did you know that I used to steal your pads and pee in them just to see if they worked when I was a kid? Oh my God, that's so disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty foul, but it turns out I learned through that that I'm actually more of a tampon girl. Again, so glad this is now public knowledge. Those things weren't cheap, by the way. Which is why I never told you, but now that I'm an adult, I am literally ungrandable. You cannot ground me, which means I could tell you all the secrets and fun things that I did behind your back without you knowing. I don't know if I want to hear all this. You want to hear it, and you're going to hear it because each week, me, your host, Lisa Schwartz, and you, we're going to invite celebrities and brave friends to fess up and share the most hilarious and sometimes mortifying stories of things they managed to do back in the day when they weren't getting caught. By the way, I did know that you stole my vodka. You did? Yes. Do you know that I still steal your vodka? Yes. (laughs) Except nowadays you pour it. So join us each week on Ungroundable with Lisa Schwartz. Hey, why isn't my name in this? You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) I love you. If your parents only knew of the shit you used to do, you'd be grounded for a long, long time. I'm gonna listen to that one till my ears bleed, and then I'm gonna keep on listening. I'm gonna play it at my baby's bris. I'm gonna play it at your baby's bris. Yeah. So we're both playing it at the same time out of sync at, the at same your baby's bris. Yeah. Deal. Everyone check out Lisa's awesome podcast. It is just coming up hot and heavy. Can't wait. Speaking of coming up, let's look to the past. Alyssa. Wow. She was just, what a fun bun. When I say dream boat, I mean it. Oh, our boat's a floating. And you know what makes our boats float even higher? Making the show for everybody here. So just keep on playing along. You want to join the fun? Come do our polls, our questions, the whole magilla over at humanvaluespodcast.com. Send us your own what's your price questions, all of it. Again, humanvaluespodcast.com. Lindsay, float the boat. Ooh, floaty boaty. I feel nauseous. Just kidding. I took a drama mean. If you enjoyed today's episode, or if you just love the show, please spread the word. We appreciate it more than we can say. To throw a little extra love our way, please, for the love of Aaron Corny's mother, leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. And oh, I don't know, maybe leave a rating while you're there. And we could choose you for a shout out. 
Speaking of shout out, I'm going to shout out my favorite host on the show, Lindsay Hicks. Hey, I'm going to throw out mine. It's Aaron Rubin Corny. Crazy. It'd be so funny if you said your name twice. Special thanks to our guest today, Alyssa Scholl. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims. And our engineer is Jason Portiso. Our music is by. Harmonize it with me. Here we go. Three, two, one. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values hosts, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Lindsay, closing statement. Human Values is a human content production.